Hello everybody, welcome to Relax with Animal Facts. I am Steph Wolf and I am here to learn some facts with you about our furry, scaly, or possibly even um, slimy friends, all while relaxing and sometimes going a little bit off topic. So for any of you new listeners out there, welcome. This is a podcast where I go deep into some, well, I, I'm not going to say too deep. It's more kind of facts and, and things to get uh, to get you guys engaged with some animals. Um, but uh, I go online, I find facts from sources that I'm going to cite in just a second. And I talk about an animal that I think is interesting and I would like to learn about. So keep in mind that I'm learning here with you. There's, you know, I'm not a... I'm not any kind of, um, you know, biologist or anything like that. You know, I, I don't uh, have any fancy degrees. I'm just like you here um, learning with you guys. So really quickly, I just want to go over the new schedule for the podcast. So we just passed, I think, 17 episodes. I think this might be the 18th. Uh, yeah, I think 18th. The show has had its one month anniversary here just a few days ago. I think th- three or four days ago. So that means that I was uploading close to four, four and a half or four times a week, which is at this point in time, incredibly difficult. So what I'm going to do is make a solid schedule. This, the podcasts are going to be on a biweekly basis on Monday. You guys love to listen on Mondays and on Friday as well. So uh, get, get your podcast for the week and a podcast for the weekend. And that way you don't have to wonder, hey, when's Steph going to going to release a new podcast. You'll know Mondays and Fridays, bright and early. Uh, It's going to be, I think, uh, the release date. I'm not sure when I'll make it. I'll make it either uh, from 6 to 8 a.m. EST. So uh, for any of you out there wondering, what's what's this guy's get? What is this guy's schedule? Now, you know, and it'll also be posted on the the podcast description anyways. So and uh, another very important thing that I would like to talk about really quickly, is uh, your guys' engagement. So now that we have um, a good amount of you guys out there, um, I've already had a couple of you reach out and write into the show and and, uh, tell me what you would like to hear uh, on the podcast. And the next podcast uh, is actually going to be uh, from a fan submission. Um, And just when you guys write in, just make sure to tell me if you're okay with me saying your first name on the podcast, because otherwise, you know, if I, I don't want to say your name if you don't want it to be said on the podcast. So if you want to write into the show, you can send an email to relaxwithanimalfacts at gmail.com. And you can send me, um, you know, you can send any comments or anything about the show. Maybe you'd like to let, let, let me know something. And then you can also tell me what what do you want to hear? What do you want to listen about uh, on the podcast? and uh, you know communicate back and forth and that's what I love is is the is the real engagement with you guys out there listening because now we're all part of this uh, we're, we're all part of this thing where we where you know now it's going to be bi-weekly on a bi-weekly basis where we come and we learn together so your engagement and your passion about animals is what makes this podcast uh, incredibly enjoyable for me not just that but also that you guys get to relax at the same time so if you want to write into the show, send me an email and just uh, let me know uh, what you would like to hear about, maybe any comments or anything about the show. And if you're OK with me saying your first name, not your last name, I mean, unless you, I guess, specifically request it, 
but uh, your name on the on the show to kind of um, you know dedicate the the show that I'm doing to the person that wrote in. And so for any of you new listeners out there, you 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 guys that have already been listening know already how you like to listen to the podcast. But it's totally up to you. You you might be you know this might be the middle of the day and you just want something to listen to as you kind of walk around. Maybe you're stopping for a coffee. Maybe you're driving to, driving in traffic or just to work what whatnot. Or maybe you're just at home about to go to sleep. However you want to listen to this podcast, find something, find somewhere comfy or, uh, you know, you can be completely attentive. You can space in and out. How you listen uh, really doesn't matter. I am here with you for the next half an hour. And if you want me to be here for the next however long, um, 18 episodes times half an hour, right? Um, for, for a long time, if you'd like, you can just keep going through them. We have so many awesome podcasts on the show already. Uh, so however you want to listen to this podcast is completely uh, encouraged and up to you. So I'm going to go over the sources that I got for these for, for, for this episode. And this is the Newt episode. I don't think I even said that yet, but this is the uh, Newt episode. And we'll get into what those actually are in just a second. You might not be very familiar with Newt's or you might be. So I got my sources this time from uh, LiveScience.com and OneKindPlanet.org. Live science or live science, I've got I've got uh, stuff from them countless times. OneKindPlanet.org, I think, is a new one, so we'll see how that goes. So, newts. They are small, semi-aquatic amphibians that resemble a cross between a lizard and a frog. I'm looking at a picture of these little guys right now, and they have a, a sort of darkish red color, if you can imagine. Uh, so first you got to imagine between a lizard and a frog, a cross between those two. They have a darkish red color along the top, uh, and they have some orange on the underside of their limbs. So sort of this, this, this gradient happening there. And they have uh, those same frog-shaped eyes. Uh, if you've seen frogs before, they have uh, their pupils are, are almost sort of rectangular-shaped, and the newt is, isn't uh, an exception to that. They also have that, that frog-shaped sort of pupil. Uh, it, so it's, it's really interesting. So these guys are pretty cute, you know, in terms of, in terms of uh, a general appearance. They, they look very friendly and happy there. Um, they are members, so let's talk taxonomy for a second. Newts are members of the, you're going to have to bear with me on this one, Salamandridae, there we go, family, of which there are over 60 species. So it's part of a, a pretty large family. Uh, and this means that all newts are salamanders, but not all salamanders are, are newts. The taxonomy can sometimes be a little bit confusing for people because um, there are so many different subsections, you know, like uh, like the kingdom, and then you go all the way down, like, you know, uh, you know, with the with the species and the and the families and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot of sort of um, classifications that are absolutely necessary because of the fact that we have so many animals that are discovered and, uh, as you may, uh, may well know, undiscovered. Right? We we're discovering new species all the time, especially in the ocean. In the ocean, it's a total it's a total uh, goldmine for undiscovered species. But here on land, it's it's even the same sort of deal. So they are salamanders, and there's not too many differences between newts and salamanders, but there are there are a few. So, for example, on average, newts spend more than uh, or more of their adult lives in the water than salamanders do, and that's on average. Of course, this will this will vary depend on depending on habitat and, and individual behavior. So, on average, um, 
There are more differences between the female and male populations in newts rather than in salamanders. What that means is that basically if you were to look at a female and look at a male, it's going to be harder to tell the difference in the salamanders than uh, it would be in newts. So for example, the newt that I just described to you with, the, with those different sort of colors, the female newt, I'm looking at a picture right now, are not, they don't, they don't even look almost like the same species. It's really interesting. Totally different color pattern. Um, they look spotted. They look sort of, um, I mean, it, I guess it depends on the species, but you can really, really tell the difference between, between them, uh, between the males and the females. Uh, with salamanders, I, 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 I guess it's harder. So the main difference between these guys is how they are classified or their taxonomy. So enough about salamanders and newts. Where This isn't the salamander episode, this is the newt episode. So they have lizard-shaped bodies with four legs and long tails. Long tails is relative to their, to their uh, proportions, to their body size. Most have smooth and uh, that moist skin, so something that you would, that you would expect from a semi-aquatic amphibian. Um, though some species, such as rough-skinned newts in this case, so they don't have so the, the smooth and moist skin, or uh, more of the smooth, so they have, uh, they have rough skin, um, as one might expect, they have that grainy, that grainy sort of um, uh, roughness. It, it, when I think of something that's rough and grainy, I think of all, almost kind of like sandpaper. So most species have well-developed lungs, while some retain gills and are completely aquatic. So... It varies among the different uh, subspecies of, of newts. While some of them are more adapted to live a semi-aquatic life, there, there are ones that retain uh, the ability to just be 100% aquatic. And I didn't really say where, um, where rough-skinned newts live in comparison, or I assume they live in the same kind of environment, but uh, the reason that they or that evolution prefers them to retain gills and remain completely aquatic must be some sort of adaptation to something, right? Um, and they come in all different sizes. So typically, they're smaller than 8 inches. So these guys are decently small. And for example, the, the warty newt, that's a good name, they grow to 7 inches and weigh about uh, 0.22 to 0.37 ounces. If you're not familiar with ounces, I converted that for you guys. It's about 6.3 to 10.6 grams. So fairly light, fairly light in comparison to, to some of the, you know, the elephant, the 13,500 pound, uh, you know, huge, huge animal. Now we're going to back to six, you know, six and a half to ten and a half grams, right? So totally, totally different. And it's a breath of fresh air for me because we've done so many of these large, gentle giants and having this, this sort of contrast um, is, is, uh, is really cool. So they are found all over the northern he uh, hemisphere in North America, Europe, Asia, and North Africa as well. So these guys have they're, they're fairly spread out, which is which is good because it that not only helps them um, to have different adaptations to different environments. Uh, while the while the environments may be similar, there's always slight differences. But not only that, uh, because they are spread out like that, when they have uh, maybe habitat loss in one area there's always uh, somewhere else to thrive. So some live on land, while others live almost exclusively in water, like we just covered. The alligator newt, super cool, uh, for example, lives on the southern islands of Japan in swamps, forests, uh, grasslands, and croplands. So these guys have a good amount of range. The eastern red-spotted newt is found in eastern North America in ponds, lakes, and marshes. 
So many newts are fairly active during the daytime while others are active during the night. And if you guys remember what that term means, when you have a species that is active at, uh, during the night, uh, the word is, is nocturnal for that. So it's, it's, it's interesting that, these, that, these, um, that newts differ individually in this way. All, all, I think almost all the animals that we've covered have a sort of very similar behaviors across all individuals in a population rather than having these, these sort of slight differences between them. So although there are different subspecies, Generally speaking, the subspecies are to do with maybe where they live. Maybe there's a, a different sort of, um, uh, not, not so much anatomical difference, but a physical difference, like physical characteristics. You'll have a uh, different color, you'll have, you know, things like that. But uh, we, we're seeing different habits, different habit patterns uh, from, from different newts, which is, which is uh, cool, but it's not uh, something that we've covered a lot in the show. We haven't had uh, animals that differ like this uh, too often. So now getting to the most interest, the single most interesting part of newts, uh, at least to me. So newts have this regeneration ability that I, I, I'm sure some of you may have heard about, that some animals have this. So they can rege regenerate limbs, eyes, spinal cords, hearts, intestines, upper and lower jaws. So, of course, of course, scientists looked at this and said, wow, how can we, what can we do to figure out how this works and maybe even apply it to, uh, to the human population? Because if you, you know, if you can imagine if we had uh, genes and, and proteins in a system that is able to, to regenerate limbs and really go, uh, because if you think about it, human beings, our bodies are incredible, uh, but we are also decently fragile when we when you when you really put it in the big picture in comparison to many other animals that uh, especially that we've gone over on this show uh, if you can imagine regenerating eyes and regenerating spinal cords for god's sakes right so spinal cords in humans are are so uh, complex there's so many things going on if you've ever actually seen a picture of what the spinal cord looks like it is a it's almost like horse hair in a way and there's so many different connections that are happening that I cannot imagine this regeneration being being uh, being applied to humans. It's it's something that that really is is beyond my uh, my understanding there. Um, so they've been extensively studied to this day for us to better understand how this happens. So this is a this is a pretty much a superpower. I'm sure there there are yeah yeah there are uh, superheroes out there right now in uh, in media and whatnot that that uh, have the ability to regenerate limbs and whatnot but newts you know living superheroes here so for the benefit of giving humans the ability to uh, to regenerate limbs as we just talked about human beings have an amazing regenerative ability when it comes to things that have that are lesions that are wounds and, th and things like that so we can really uh, come back from those minor abrasions and whatnot but we can't regenerate the entire limbs and this would be incredibly uh, useful for many things so with newts they can seamlessly regenerate any damaged tissues and researchers from the university of okay i'm going to try this my best so it's in japan it's the university of tsukuba um, and the university of dayton as well in the united states and they were able to isolate uh, what they suspected was the was the reason for this superpower that they have. And they, they broke it down into two different cell types that are responsible for this. Skeletal muscle fiber cells and muscle stem cells 
or they, there's another word for it, progenitor uh, cells. I don't know if I said that right. Uh, but these stem cells can be triggered to transform into muscle fiber cells with the right stimuli. Let's do a quick breakdown of stem cells, just so this makes a little bit more sense. I'm not going to go too, too deep into it. I'm just going to do a quick, brief overview. This isn't biology class, but it'll help with the understanding. So stem cells are things that human beings have. This isn't something that only newts have, just they seem to have this this uh, this incredible ability to use them in this way. So we have stem cell therapies here in North America. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of it before as this, as this sort of miracle thing, and in a way it is. So stem cells are things that we have that are reserve cells. So they remain what, are, uh, what, what they describe as incompletely differentiated. Differentiated uh, just means that cells have specific roles. They have specific functions, right? They're specialized for a certain thing, like liver cells. Uh, do things with the liver. They don't go and, and you know, uh, do something with, with the kidney, right? So stem cells don't have this assignment, but rather they're waiting for this sort of, uh, for this uh, assignment of function and different stem cells uh, can be applied to different sorts, sorts of things. So in the case of newts, they have these reserve cells and they're able to regenerate limbs seamlessly uh, using these cells. So by better understanding, uh, so by better understanding how they use their skeletal muscle fiber cells and muscle stem cells, their bodies use it rather because I don't think they're thinking, okay, you know, stem cells go do something, but seeing how their body works and maybe finding a way to apply it in humans uh, would help us have a either a faster regeneration rate when it comes to things like minor abrasions like wounds and, and different sorts of things. Um, not only that, but maybe it would help uh, regenerate limbs and that's what they, that's what they had in mind. But so far, as, as far as I know, no one's regenerating limbs just yet. I'm not sure if it'll be applied to humans or if it can be applied to humans. Some things are just, I guess, just for the newt. So let, let's move on here, okay? So we're getting past biology class now. Let's get more into the newt here. So the great crested newt, which is Britain's largest amphibian, which is interesting, uh, they can grow twice as large as other newts. So we're talking up to 18 centimeters long. So yeah, about about twice as long. Um, and they live up to 15 years. So 15 years. We've covered some larger mid-range animals that, are, that live to be about 15 years. So these smaller guys also uh, can live up to 15 years. In the mating season, this particular newt will develop a large wavy crest down their backs and not to mention a very elaborate courtship display. So this crest serves, whenever you see these, these kind of physical characteristics that don't seem to serve a function when it comes to, to anything like with swimming, because these guys are semi-aquatic, or, or something, you know, maybe, maybe to do with getting food, it has almost always something to do with mating, whether it's interpersonal conflicts between males or uh, just wooing a female. So it involves uh, a male, I watched a video of this, it involves a male standing on his front legs in front of a female, uh, having this sort of arched back while he waves his tail and his crest around. So dancing, we see, is a, is a thing that is shared among many animals, which is awesome, and it, it, could, be, it could be why humans love dancing so much uh, as well, although we don't usually... Uh, do it to uh, do it to woo a female so much anymore at this day and age, um, but the uh, the crested newt, great crested newt, absolutely will do this this uh, interesting dance. 
So female newts lay one egg at a time on a specially selected piece of pond plant. So she'll sniff the leaf to make sure it has the right amount of cellulose, and then she will, uh, well, cellulose, just in case uh, anybody uh, doesn't know, it's kind of the main thing that's found in, in plant cell walls, and it will help the plant be, be, be really strong uh, and stiff as well. So uh, she looks for the right amount of cellulose on these plants, and she will lay an egg and close the leaf around it with her back legs to glue it shut. So she makes this sort of interesting pod for the for the uh, babies to be, you know, grown in. And this is an adaptation, um, seemingly because how are predators going to know where uh, I guess eggs are if they're sort of hidden in a leaf, right? It's a it's a it's a really good way to hide uh, hide your young. The newts not only cute, but these guys are predators as well. So they're predators of other pond animals. So after breeding, newts will come out of the water, I guess the ones that don't remain fully aquatic, and they will travel up to one kilometer to look for worms and beetles and whatnot, those sort of insects, right, and, and other sorts of things. Uh, so they will live in those damp habitats, as we explained before, uh, on land. So when they are on land, they prefer to, uh, those, those damp habitats because they have that moist skin and they, they like to live in habitats like that and newts actually hibernate so in winter time usually underneath logs and stones and in uh, rubble piles while some individuals the one that remain fully aquatic usually uh, they will occasionally spend the winter in the bottom of the ponds they're not the only ones that do this i, I think that there are some small frogs that do this as well uh, not completely sure. Maybe we'll cover some more on on a future podcast. So they do have predators, mostly of young newts and and uh, and eggs, but also some adult newts. So that'll include things like fish and foxes, grass snakes, uh, herons. Herons is a a a very well a large bird in comparison to other birds. Uh, if you don't know what heron is, but uh, those are actually an, a a cool guy to uh, cover on a future podcast. Uh, but they do have predators. So. While they are predators themselves, newts of other pond animals, of course, they aren't at the exactly uh, the top of the food chain. Many newts produce toxins, which makes them not a very good thing to eat. And that's what they say is to never eat, uh, eat these guys because it's not like they can squirt the toxins out or bite you or anything. But you never want to eat them, especially you know, if, you're, if you're out camping and you want to find something to eat or, or if you're stuck in the forest. Don't, don't eat a newt. Um, the rough skin newt specifically, we already talked about them before, uh, but some newts are so poisonous that they actually have enough toxins to kill a, a room full of adult humans. And I think it's, uh, you know, and uh, with mice, it's, it's in, the, it's in the, the tens of thousands, I think, when it comes to mice. So don't eat these little guys. They're not, I'm sure they wouldn't be tasty and they, they you know, they're not very good for you. They're not very nutritious there. So don't eat these guys. So that, those were the, that's the last of our facts about the little newt today. Uh, that was a, a really fun sort of, a uh, really fun little semi-aquatic animal. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about the, the origin, I guess, of newt. Again, this was a tough one to find. Uh, newt, there wasn't any kind of story. It just said that uh, the name newt is a boy's name of English origin meaning a small salamander. And that doesn't really sound like the origin of the name Newt for the lizard, but rather, the, you know, Newt as an as a actual human boy's name that was originating from the Newt, which is a small salamander. So I don't really know, uh, but there wasn't any kind of um, specific information as to where that came from for the animal, not, not human beings. 
but anyways, so now we've reached the end of our show. And just to remind you guys, you know, engagement is really what I what I love on the show. So if you want to listen to um, a specific animal that maybe is your favorite that I haven't talked about already, uh, send me an email at relaxwithanimalfacts at gmail.com. And I'm sure many other uh, listeners here, a uh, part of our uh, uh, RWAF family here, would love to hear what uh, uh, what what your favorite animal is and some some cool facts about them. So your opinion matters, guys. If you want to send me an email, you always could. Um, and that's, that's about uh, all I have to say at the end of the show here. So thank you all for tuning in if you're awake or, or attentive or whatnot. I will see you on the next episode with the next animal, possibly from you guys. Take care.